Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm not going to sit here and try to put together this relationship post-children leaving when there's not a whole lot in common. I don't even know who this guy is anymore. Like, I just don't see that it's really worth the work. Everybody's angry. Everybody's angry, right? Even in troubled times, we still were able to get together and put distance, like, differences aside. And now they're on this big, they're beating this big drum. We can no longer sweep it under the rug. in Christ. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Sister Wives edition for this week. Season 18, episode 2. I always have a grand old time watching these shows, but I once I um, looked at y'all's feedback on the episode, I realized that you guys were like, oh, this is so much of like stuff we talked about or stuff we knew um, from the season finale. But like I was having myself a gay old time. But boy, I think in the second half of this episode, we've got some brand new information, truly. And I was loving it. So let's get through the first half so we can really dive into the second. Because yeah, 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 yeah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. Wah, 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 Should I issue my disclaimer now? I think I will. I'm going to eventually, y'all saw that ear piercing scene. At some point, I'm going to like lightly shade an 18 year old. And I just need you to know my disclaimer moving forward is when I say potentially myself as a 37 year old woman, shitty things about an 18 year old, just know that my feelings about Robin's children are purely... How do I say it? I think that they are the way they are because of Robin, mostly, and Cody, partially. And so I don't blame them for being... They, like, have um, homeschool energy, 
for people who go to public school. Like, you know what I mean? And it's upsetting because I truly feel like Robin is holding them back socially and like, you know, <laughs> so I'm just, here's my disclaimer. I'll be saying things, but just know it's not about her. It's only because of how her mother raised her. Okay. So let's move on. We're back with a cliffhanger from last week. If you can call Cody and Christine staring at each other at the Salsa Bravo, a uh, cliffhanger. I don't, I don't know if I would, but Cody's struggling. I mean, more than usual because he says like, he's still kind of angry with her. Like he, I still kind of want to hate you and I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Christine, I haven't been laughing in a long time. Cody says, he lost his shit talking to Janelle the other day. And we see the flashback from last season. Maybe the episode before the finale. Where Janelle's walking away while they're filming at Robin's house. And it was like, fuck off. Or, or fuck you. Or whatever the hell she said. <laughs> like, I'm not doing this. And Cody's like, yeah, so I've got some anger issues. But Christine says in a confessional, I know Cody's mad, but he's been mad for a long time. Like, it's it's obvious. He's just always mad. And then Cody says in a confessional, Christine, her face, her face doesn't bother me, <laughs> but it's just like what she's doing with our children, like talking behind my back about the reasons why she left. <sighs> How many times do we have to talk about this, Cody? I guess one more, because Christine says, Cody can call me whatever he wants, any kind of name, whatever. But like when you sit there and you look at me in my face and say that I'm trying to pit the kids against you, no. That's not true. I'm their sounding board. They get to talk to me about things that are hard. And I listen. Ooh. Got him. Christine's attitude in this scene is very funny because she is, she does not give a fuck. She does not give a fuck about Cody. She's looking at and seeing, oh man, that glorious time where you look at an ex and you're just like, damn. (laughs) You're a flop, bitch. And that's exactly what Christine's doing. She's like, I'm not giving this any emotional energy because I don't give a fuck about this man. So you can sit there and be like, okay, him and ha. And she just looks at him and is like, you know, like like a therapist. Like, I can tell you still hate me. I can tell that. I, I see it. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to pretend that you don't hate me. There's no point because I don't give a fuck. To which Cody says... I think it would give you satisfaction if I did hate you. And Christine goes, it doesn't. (laughs) And he goes, are you sure? Just because it would make your dick hard, you know? You know what I mean? I'm not going to finish that sentence. I already said the worst part anyway. Christine says in a confessional, I really think Cody doesn't understand, like, how little I think about him. Like, I just don't really think about him that much. (laughs) And then Cody tells her, You know, like, I wish I was ambivalent, but Christine, I drive by your house and I almost have panic attacks. Girl, shut up. (laughs) Panic? For what? She's not there. What are you talking? You are such a stuck queen. Like, you don't even like her. So, like, what are you so upset about? And Christine is like, yeah. I mean, coming back to Flagstaff is really hard. I get it. So then Cody says this in a confessional. I'm not buying any of this. Okay? Like, I think Christine is Machiavellian. She plays nice while stabbing you in the back. He's like, yeah. So do you, bitch. Imagine looking at Christine Brown 
and calling her Machiavellian because she left your ass. She just doesn't want you anymore, bro. That's it. (laughs) Then he's like, oh, you know, the evil thoughts I've had about you. And he's like, you know, I'm just like this. You know, like that finger thing. I don't even know. What what do you even call that move? It's not the finger. It's when you like hit your forearm with your other arm and you just like lift it. What is? It must be like a wrestling move, right? In my mind, that move and the like the guys doing the suck it move down by their crotch, like those are in the same era for me. In the same space and time. Mm. Remember, like, the wrestling heyday of the early 2000s? I personally didn't give a fuck, but also I kind of had to because this kid that I went to school with and I was friends with, his dad was a pro wrestler. I don't know. He was a little bit strange, and he would be like, you guys, you guys have to leave the the basement because I got to work my neck out. (laughs) Okay, dude. (laughs) I don't know. What what was his name? Maybe I shouldn't say it. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) So Christine is still on her therapist gag. She's like trying to figure out what what the what the deal is. Like, are you upset that I left? Are you upset that this thing is over? Like, is it me or is it our relationship? And Cody's like, you know, even more than that, it was my big picture. And Christine just stares at him like, oh, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> and Christine says in a confessional, you can't blame me. For ruining his big picture. He should look at his actions over the course of 10 years. That's what demolished his big picture. You can't pick favorites and stay at someone's house most of the time and expect to have one big happy family. We don't even have relationships with most of the people in that picture. (laughs) But Cody says that his relationship with Christine is bad because of him and Christine only. Not. And I repeat, not because of Robin. And then he gets upset because... He's like, you know, she's acting like this is heartbreaking, but I'm looking at her and I'm feeling like her life is better than it's ever been. (laughs) Like, what did you want? He really wants this woman to be like, I'm leaving you, but I'm also miserable about leaving you because you don't treat me like what? (laughs) What do you want? Do you want a tissue? Get one from Robin. Anyway, Cody says... I thought about maybe we should do like breakup counseling to like get to a place where we're functional. Christine's like, okay, you're like post relationship therapy. Okay. And he's like, well, maybe it's like grief counseling or something, but I need to get to a place where I don't hate you and like talk shit about you or talk badly about you to all the children. And Christine goes, yeah, well that would be great. I would like that. (laughs) So Christine goes, okay, look, if you need that counseling, that's fine. I get it. The whole thing's very sad and heartbreaking. So then Robin, the wife, says in a confessional, you know, I think Cody going to counseling would be good because he's dealing with a lot right now. Like, a lot. Like, I don't even know how he's able to keep his head above water. And I would do counseling with anybody who would want to do it with me. I'd even do it with Christine. Now, mind you, like, seasons ago, Robin fully faked being sick one time. The adults went on one of their, like, many weekend trips that involved counseling from like Nancy or Pat or whoever who would just like stare at them and be like what what the hell's going on here but one time Robin they had to do I think they did like group therapy one time one day and then the next day I think they were gonna do no maybe the second day they were gonna do individual or group therapy rather and Robin's like 
I can't do it. So I don't know what the hell she's talking about, bitch. You're not going to counseling. So Cody tells Christine, I'm going to look around and see if maybe I can meet you up in Utah and do some counseling. But Christine's like, in a confessional, Cody's been talking about going to therapy for years. We're not going to go. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> so then Robin lies to us in a confessional. It's like, you know, Cody really usually has like a mental sunshine or optimism about the world. It makes him, maybe he misses the signs. Like, you know, when Christine moved him out, he still thought that there was a chance that they'd make up. But it's like, babe, this eternal sunshine that he has, this eter- mental sunshine that Cody has, is narcissism, babe. The reason why he's so upset is because there are less people to feed his ego. That's the problem. Keep up, babe. Keep up. <sighs> Christine says, you know, whatever Cody needed or wanted, I wanted to be the best wife ever. Even when those things didn't matter to him, I would have done anything he needed me to do. But I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Done. So she tells Cody, I would like to move forward and enjoy each other's company. Like, I really would like to be friends sincerely with you, but... Maybe that's naive. I don't know. Cody's like, I don't know either. But then in a confessional, he's like, you know, there is no possible way that I could enjoy her company. I don't even know why she would ask me that. (laughs) So why did you just suggest going to therapy so that you could get to a place where you guys were in a good space and that you didn't hate her? So why are you saying there's no possible way that's going to happen? So what the fuck are you talking about then? Like, you're so weird. (laughs) It's like Cody knows enough to not be very stupid usually in the like immediate aftermath. But like after the fact, it just gets like, (sighs) you know what I mean? Like he usually knows well enough to not say dumb shit, but it doesn't stop him from feeling it and then saying it later. (laughs) Like, you guys, I watch a lot of reality shows that include interviews that I know are done after the fact, where you should have time, typically, to work out your feelings and to, like, you know, clean it up a little bit. And I've never witnessed anybody do the opposite more consistently than Cody Brown. It's actually remarkable. Mary says in a confessional... I've seen Cody get angrier and angrier over the last few years, and I don't want to sound like a jerk, but just watching him and seeing how he responds, he just seems very, very angry. So Christine thanks him for meeting up, and he's like, okay. And Christine's like, well, I don't know what to make of that, but I'm just glad I'm not married to him. He's so intense. (laughs) Robin, again, claims the dizziest bitch at the table title and is like, you know, the one thing that's really confusing to me is that like, I just don't see a deal breaker between Christine and Cody. I mean, like, I don't need to pass judgment, but I'm about to, but maybe it's just my perception, but I just don't see where either of them did something so heinous or horrible that it had to end. I just can't seem to understand. It's like, well, Christine didn't do anything. So we can just strike that from the list. And you're so up Cody's asshole, you're never going to see the sunshine ever again. So maybe that's why you're confused. I don't know. And then later after this, we see Cody and he's filming himself like real tight, real tight shot on that face of his talking about how it's Thanksgiving that day. And this is now the second year in a row that the whole family's not all together. Christine's in Salt Lake with most of her kids at Aspen's 
Janelle went to North Carolina to be with Madison and Hunter and Isabel is out there and you know we get some footage from them over in North Carolina and Janelle's like you know this year was very different from previous ones but it was fun but then she's like you know there was a part of me that was like did I feel guilty that I'm enjoying myself because really this does represent like a pretty big break in our family tradition but I was happy to be there it was actually a really great day we had a lot of fun it's actually perfect really (laughs) And then Christine starts talking about their traditions and how, you know, for a long time, the family tried to do their best to be as okay as possible. But there's just like a lot of hurt feelings from 12 years ago that have been accumulating. And now we're at the breaking point. Cody says that the big shakeup wasn't caused by Robin. It was caused by the fallout of going public. And that decision, the decision to go public was made by the family before Robin even came into the family. So does this sound to anybody else like Robin or that Cody might be blaming the show? Like we made a decision to be on the show before I started to court Robin. So that's what broke us up. But there's never been an episode where Robin hasn't been on the show. So what's good there? And then Janelle comes back and says that she actually was going to have Thanksgiving in Flagstaff, but she told the kids what their dad was required, what was, what was required of them to all have Thanksgiving together. Just the facts, just playing messenger, telling them what they needed to do. And, you know, she's like, you know, he needs to do something because he's the head of the family. And if he wants to be the patriarch, this is part of it. So Cody, again, he always says that he made the mistake of not ha- handling his family properly. And I just, like, I expand on that. Like, you keep just screaming patriarchy. Like, like, Ken, literally. And, like, I get that, but I also, like, what do you mean? What did you not do? And then he's like, you know, Christine's left, and Janelle's basically sided with Christine at this point. So, like, we're not a family anymore. We're just acting like enemies. Then we see footage of Thanksgiving at Robin's house, which we all were like, isn't that the same footage from last year? And I look back to season 16, episode 8, which was the Thanksgiving episode, and they're very obviously wearing the exact same clothes that they were wearing last season. Which leads me to another conversation of the possible theory that maybe Robin is a hoarder, and that's why we haven't really filmed or seen the inside of their house in years uh, very much and it also would make sense as to why Cody is filming this scene because he knows that they're not filming an actual Thanksgiving scene, scene with the whole family this year that he's like holed up in his bedroom doing shots of, of for the camera like he's recording his own manifesto like maybe he's got such a tight shot so that we don't see the mess around him something to think about I'd like to know inquiring minds want to know So Robin, again, like she did last year, and it pissed me off, tells us that she told her three kids, the oldest kids, about the Thanksgiving plans and how, like, they don't have any with the rest of the family, basically. Now, this is what really, like, irked me. Really got me in the gipper. She told them last time, we saw that she filmed this whole scene where she's, like, telling the kids, like, hey, I just want you to know that, like, um... You know, the uh, the rest of the family has decided not to be with us. Like, it's the way that she delivers these things. Is that It's, first of all, so emotionally heightened when it doesn't need to be. 
and she delivers this message like it's the, basically like the fa- rest of the family is rejecting you and I'm so sorry you guys like I don't know why they're doing this to us and it's not your fault and I don't get it but it's like she just makes situations so bad like if as a non-parent why wouldn't you know about some family drama going elsewhere and deliver that to your children in a way that was palatable to their age like I know they're teenagers but still they don't need to know everything they don't need to know things that make them feel bad like why would you say shit that intentionally makes them feel bad left out isolated from the rest of the family and then they're sitting there asking you like what did we do that's so wrong and you're just like i don't know kids but i'm just so sorry and that like what, what does that solve that you just wait it worse to worse sir it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. She's terrible. Like what should have happened last season when they had their COVID year and they decided the family decided to be separate instead of making it like the rest of the family doesn't want to be with you. Just be like, hey, there's some COVID things going on and like such and such wants to stay in Utah and they can't travel. So Christine was just like, maybe it's best for me to go up there. And like it just kind of worked out that way, but it's not your fault or don't even bring up the fact that it might be their fault (laughs) or that like people are intentionally doing this to them. How about don't even mention that at all? Weirdo. Like, she's basically allowing them to believe that those the rest of the family doesn't like them when the rest of the family doesn't like her. <laughs> and she's just looping everybody else into it to make herself feel better. Like, did Dayton call, or did Garrison call Dayton Aurora Brianna and say, hey, bring us our dad back? No, he called you. So, <laughs> she's so weird. <laughs> 
And then Cody has the nerve to say, I wish we had, we would have gotten things figured out before now because there's been a lot of struggle and heartache and I just don't know what to do about it. But I'm hoping over the next month or year that like we can get this straightened out and find peace and love with my family. Everything's changing and he's like trying not to cry. Even though he's trying not to cry, he's like, I'm at peace right now. Like I'm a very, in a very peaceful mood because I'm with people who are not offended by me. And then Mary's like, oh, I'm just sad about it. And this is, I'm just sad that this is what our family has turned into. Okay, well, you're not in the family, so let's move on. You be sad about it all you want. <laughs> Back at Christine's house, it's now like the day after Thanksgiving. So we didn't see anything of her Thanksgiving day because it was with Aspen, her daughter's, her son-in-law's family was with there. And that's why they didn't film, basically, out of respect. But we do see footage of Christine making mock tapioca pudding in her new kitchen with Peyton. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but thank you, Peyton, for um, letting, spilling the beads on what happened in this family group chat. Because, oh, baby, that really got me. It starts with Christine asking Peyton how he feels about the divorce. And he's like, I'm just happy you're in Utah because he never moved to Flagstaff with the rest of the family. He joined the military. He moved to St. George and he's been there ever since. So Christine tells him like, I was really hoping things would change, you know, around the holidays, but they didn't. But you know, like I did tell Cody that I want to be friends and I hope our relationship with the kids, his, I hope his relationship with the kids gets better. And I hope our relationships gets better. But Peyton's like, you know, I've got my own issues with dad. So does McKelty. So did Aspen. And then they start talking about how Robin, Christine mentions like Robin and the rest of the family got COVID and it was like real bad. And Peyton's like, yeah, well, that's because their immune systems are terrible. And Christine's like, stop it. But before he could expand on that, I'm like, mm, let, let's get into that. Let's get messy. Like, what did you think he meant by that? Because my feeling was that he was saying that like they don't ever go anywhere. So they're like never exposed to other people's germs. What did you guys think? <laughs> was I wrong in that? I don't know. I mean, I know he does like lean pretty conservative, so maybe that was like some anti-COVID stuff, but I thought he was saying like, oh, like they're just like homely. <laughs> maybe I read that wrong. So then Peyton starts getting his own confessionals and he says that as far as Christine and Janelle's kids have, have gone, like they've chosen sides. And to the best of his knowledge, all of them have chosen his mom, Christine. So then he drops the bomb by saying, <laughs> this killed me. Dad is choosing Robin's family for Christmas because we didn't want to do a Zoom call. And Christine goes, you know, that whole thing blew up completely. And I'm really hoping we can get that fixed. So apparently what happened, y'all, is that a few weeks back, before, before them filming this, Logan texted the whole sibling group chat, it sounds like, about doing like some sort of white elephant Christmas gift exchange. And then somebody <clears throat> suggested, why don't we just get all the parents looped into this group chat too? And Robin suggested, why don't we just hop on a Zoom call to like work all of this out, right? And so Janelle explains, listen, it's really hard for all of our kids to just hop on a Zoom call like that. It, they weren't opposed to it. They were just like, we need time to schedule it. And Christine says in her confessional, basically the same thing. Like they weren't, there was no issue with the Zoom call. It was just like, we couldn't do it right then and there. So Robin says, I was pushing for the video chat for the sake of the kids. Now we know whose kids she means by that. Which kids, right? 
yours and yours only. And then she says, and I was getting all this pushback. And I finally said, you know, why am I trying here? So I said, fine, I'm out. This is an effort in futility. Now, this woman just said, I would be willing to go to counseling with anybody, even Christine. Now, you got your shit rocked over people not wanting to do a group Zoom over a fucking white elephant. That's what made you tap out? Really, Robin? (laughs) Like, get real. Get real. First of all, girl, nobody wants to do a Zoom with 11 other people trying to organize something. This is like the three layers of hell. Nobody wants to do that, girl. And if we're going to do it, like, give me time. I need to breathe. I'll take a nap before. Like, I hate being on, like, uh, the thought of being on a group Zoom, especially, like, let's really think, this is like the end of 2021, where everybody's been on their Zoom all the time, all the live long day, connecting with people around the world and the country, and you're doing it from work and all these fucking meetings. And Robin, who has nothing better to do, and is like, well, I paid for the pro account, so why don't we just hop on a Zoom and get this all sorted out? For what? You need to, what you're, her, the kids that she's referring to are like 17 and to 21. Like, you really need to make this big of a deal. Now, like, what's sounding like to me is that Robin was like, I'm going to make myself the victim and make sure that my kids are involved. So let's make hop on a zoom so that they don't eventually get left out. And everybody's like, fine girl, but like, we don't have to do it right now. And then Robin just like, could not get it into her head. that People just can't drop things that they actually have. Cause people actually have shit to do. They don't want to just drop on a zoom girl. Yeah. <laughs> like I would pay so much money y'all to see how this group chat went down. I would pay top dollar okay and if any of you brown children are listening to this and you want to send it my way i swear and you could sue me i swear just send me group chats i won't tell anybody i won't even say i had it and you you could sue me if i ever say just let me see what it said please please so it gets better you guys christine tells us that at one point robin said in the chat my kids don't even remember who their siblings are and hunter responded well one video call is not going to help that (laughs) and then things just kind of popped off from there and shit went down and about like how robin came into the family 12 years ago and robin says it just turned into this big squabble between her kids and a bunch of the other ones like they're just like like up against the corner while uh garrison and and gabriel are like trying to they got like their switchblades out at them like girl come on Mary says the whole thing just got blown out of proportion. And then Christine says everybody was running hot. And then Gwendolyn tried to make a joke and it just made everything a lot worse. And Janelle's like, you know, everybody was just trying to deflect, but just things kept spiraling. And then other things were said. And now she just doesn't know how they come back from any of that. Y'all please send me the screenshots. Like, please, please. And then when Cody says this, I'm like, oh, this is exactly why your family is the way it is. He says, while all this was going on, I wasn't doing anything. I was just ignoring it and I didn't want to pick a side because Janelle and Christine and her kids, their kids, they already made a choice. But I just wanted everybody to be together. So you just let your family go back and forth and you're just like, well, sorry. As, as the head of this household, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to let you guys 
grab each other by the throats and let Christine, uh, you know, or Robin rather, just cry about how she's a victim. I'm not going to do anything. Because I wanted I wanted you guys to be together. So I'm going to let you guys fight and not do shit about it. And I'm also not going to call you guys in the month or year that I said that I was hoping this would all get sorted out. And, but, you know, I managed this house and this whole family wrong. But not in the way you would think I would. In this way. Whew. So I won't even tell you who's crying in the confessional and saying, it was a horrible day because you know, I already know. Okay. But if you weren't sure, Christine says, I think Robin may have jumped to conclusions too fast. And then Robin says, this is just another example of them not wanting to be a whole family. And it's just been like this from the beginning. And you know, by the time the group chat was over, my kids didn't even want to be in the gift exchange anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's exactly how it went, girl. But Janelle says that her kids we're on the other line like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and I feel like this is probably how a lot of these situations go with Robin. Like, she just spirals out of control. Everybody's very confused. And nobody could talk her down. And Cody's just twiddling his little tendrils on top of his head. Trying to make us forget that he's balding. You guys, now he's... he Every season, it's a new style. A new deflection. And this one, it's bangs. I notice it's like three or four bangs that he's got going. It's quite a choice. So after that, Peyton says that the whole point of going public, the whole point of the family going public was to prove that polygamy works, but he just doesn't think it works for his family anymore. Then Robin starts rubbing her nose real hard with a Kleenex in a confessional saying that she and her kids think this is heartbreaking, it's stupid, and they just don't understand, and (laughs) it's just like another reaffirmation of all the messages that they're getting that they're the outsiders but they're not they just don't know what else to do and it's like yeah because you keep putting them into shitty positions and now we said it christine ends up telling Peyton, i know you kids have really struggled with this but she says in a confessional cody picks sides but am i going to say that in front of Peyton? no i'm going to tell him everything's going to be fine in the future do i think it's going to be no, but that's what I'm going to tell him. So Peyton says to Christine, I don't want to say that my dad was a distant father. He was there. I had to find him, but I always knew like kind of where he was. But like having so many mothers and siblings was what actually really helped me. So then Robin says the goofiest thing of all, which is that it's really important for wives and mothers, which is what Cody's been saying for a long time, that it's important for the wives and mothers to help those relationships that the dad has with the kids because he's not the one that's there all the time. And then they cut to Christine and I know that production must have told Christine exactly what Robin said because her response was like, she said that shit with her whole chest. It's my responsibility to be a mother. And it's my favorite thing that I have to do in this life. It's his responsibility to create a good relationship with his children. And it always has been. Once again, our family's dividing, and I think we're looking at a permanent separation. I don't think Robin's ever lived plural marriage, honestly, because as soon as she came into the family, before they even got married, I don't want to go that route. It doesn't help anything. I left Cody because I could see that he had favorites, and when you have a wife that's the favorite, the other kids are going to see that, and they're going to have a hard time with that. And that doesn't mean that they don't accept Robin. It just means that they didn't accept her as much as Cody did back then. 
And I just, I wish she had like let us know, but we know because we've all watched the episodes. You didn't. Your kids were probably watching the, their daddy take off in a two seater, four hours away, to spend extended periods of time with Robin and her kids and not see him. Christine's heavily pregnant, about to give birth. Truly's practically crowning. And he's like, oh, I'm going to spend all my time with, with Robin. He was at Robin's house when Christine went into labor. And then, like, y'all act like you have no clue. <laughs> it's wild. Like, do you think that the kids don't notice that their dad is gone even more than he usually is? They were saying when they were living in the cul-de-sac or where they were living in Las Vegas, period, that they would just be like, oh, where's Cody? Robin's. And they, if we had to find Cody, we'd start with Robin and then move from there. <laughs> like, it's been that way. So what are you so confused about, weirdo? So then Cody says in a confessional that even though things are, like, bad with the rest of the family, he's excited about this experience that he's going to have with Aurora. And this is where the disclaimer is coming back about how what I say about Aurora is really how I feel about Robin and how she's raised Aurora. Okay, not a not a criticism of Aurora, because I know that it's Robin's fault. Okay, <laughs> Aurora is eighteen at this point. She's like really hype. They're in the car, and she's talking about how excited she is to get her ears pierced. And we find out that the reason for this is that back in the day, Cody tells us he had an unfavorable opinion on piercings. So the family agreement that he made with the wives. By family agreement, I mean he told them, was that they wouldn't have piercings. The family agreement was that they agreed that he he was going to tell them what to do. And then he explains that Mary, when he met her, didn't have piercings anyway. But he had a conversation with her mom. And her mom was like, oh yeah, like in our religion, we're like, you know, on some like, you know, if God wanted you to have holes in your ears, he would have gave them to you. Like, it's just not proper, right? So Mary, that was fine. Obviously, this is not, like, that deep. Janelle already had earrings. Didn't feel any type of way about taking them out. She actually felt like, oh, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. And it's, like, a little thing I can do to be, like, embrace embrace my faith a little bit. Like, she had no problem with it, right? Christine, the princess of polygamy, as we're led to believe, had two piercings. Of course, as we know, Cody was just, like, absolutely disgusted by Christine in the beginning and middle and end of their relationship, despite, for reasons unknown, but he was like, oh, you know, Christine had two piercings and that made me a little squeamish. Ick. Grow up, girl. Seems like when it came to Christine, it stopped being a religion thing and more of just like he was disgusted by her. But, oh, wouldn't you know, to the shock of absolutely nobody, when, um, Robin and her pierced ears came around, things started, the times they were a-changing, weren't they? So Cody says, you know, we're do all doing the family thing. And then Robin comes into the family and she had pierced ears and her dad took her to get them. <laughs> and they're just playing this whole montage of old pictures of Robin with earrings on. Like it's some kind of true crime documentary. But then Robin says that Cody told her about the earring rule around Christmas time that year, right? And all the other wives at that point had given up their earrings. So she made a deal with him because he's like the Grinch who stole Christmas about the holidays, hated the commercialism and 
Robin says this with no sense of irony. You know, he hated the pressure of getting everybody something special. <laughs> cool, Robin. <laughs> did that not, like, make you... Like, did that not make you think, oh, he's cheap, and he also doesn't know anybody well enough to, like, get them a gift that they would care about. So he just was like, oh, I don't like the commercialism of it. And so, therefore, none of my children get to have a holiday. But then here comes Robin with her earrings, and it's like, well... Let's make a deal, sir. I will never wear earrings again if you can just be happy between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And she's saying this in confessional with earrings dangling from her ears. So I think we all know how that went. (laughs) So Cody tells the biggest lie that he's probably ever told, which is that he had a change of heart when Robin started My Sister Wife's Closet. Imagine somebody saying that they saw the inventory of my sister wife's closet and were actually like, I changed my mind about jewelry. It's actually a good thing. (laughs) I can't imagine that happened, but apparently it did. So he's like, you know, well, I figured the whole earring thing was stupid, so I gave it up. So it was like a religion thing and then Christine disgusted you and then the person that you actually loved did it and then you decided it was stupid. Created all these rules for people that you don't like and then suddenly you love somebody and then, oh well. But I guess they're really dumb. Janelle says she eventually ended up putting her earrings back in, but they did have a rule with their daughters about not getting their ears pierced until they were 18. So Cody tells us that this is the first time he's ever gone with a daughter to get their ears pierced. And the wild thing is that I think that he thinks that we're going to think that this is like a sweet moment. And not a bunch of bullshit compared to you suggesting that Isabel get spinal surgery for her severe scoliosis across the country by herself. But Aurora has to have her hand held by you while she gets her fucking ear space. <laughs> I mean, may wonders never cease. This was a point where I thought that Aurora might have Stockholm Syndrome because she She looks in the camera and says, I had this thought by myself. And then I came to my dad and we had a really long conversation about it. And here we are. So then Cody says that Aurora completely bought into what he was saying. That they talked about it a lot. And finally she was like, well, I want to do it. And then he says this in front of her because Robin's filming while they're in the truck about to go in. And he goes, This is a benchmark because Aurora wasn't going to get her ears pierced out of respect for me. She just said that this was her own thought that she brought to you, but okay. She wasn't going to do it out of respect for me, but my perspective has changed completely. But now that I'm going with her, it's like a, like a daddy daughter experience. Now I, I've heard tell that there are a lot of people who think that like Cody has some sort of, um, interest in Aurora. (laughs) I don't want to go there. (laughs) I don't see it. I actually think, I mean, it's a different kind of weird and it's just like him being compliant and her, this is really going to fuck her up. (laughs) Like I'm seeing somebody, I'm seeing the, the therapy bills just like rack up every time that she just has to be like, I'm doing what you want me to do. Right. As an 18 year old girl, like I just can't imagine 
this being so top of mind for an 18 year old. Like, and I was a good kid. I'm talking like, I know I wasn't that good, but I, I was, I was a nice child. <laughs> Certainly. I was a child that did not want to get in trouble. I can say that for sure. And so like, but also like her dependence upon her father is just interesting for an 18 year old. <sighs> and then Cody says in a confessional that because of the COVID protocols, only he or Robin could go inside with Aurora. So Aurora picked him, you guys, and the way he, he's just like, his face lit up, he's just beaming. And he's like, you know what? And I think maybe Robin promoted that because of her experience going with her daddy. <laughs> so then as he and Aurora are walking in, he's like, you know, to be honest, I don't even know when my other daughters got their ears pierced or if they were in the house or like if they were 18 when they did it. I have no clue. But he's making this huge fucking moment out of Aurora with no regard for any of his other kids. It, it The fact that you would even say that, like, well, I have no idea. <laughs> like, it, it not even like, he didn't even seem like, oh, that's like embarrassed by that. He's just like, mm, I don't know, shrug. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> of course, Janelle knew. Yeah, all of them got waited until they're 18 for their dad's rules. Now, this, again, this is what's so wild to me is that this was like a rule, a, such a hard and fast family rule, but he's like, he didn't even care enough to know if they, all the rest of his daughters got their ears pierced before they were 18 or not. You don't even know. Why is it so important? And so now, like, there were, like, 11 daughters that have got their ears pierced. And now it was such a big deal with Aurora? Because she's compliant? That's fucking weird. <laughs> like, he literally says, I have a deep appreciation that Aurora has respected my position as a father. I just appreciate the respect she's given me on that level. I just, like... Is that something that, like parents think about <laughs> like of course you want your children to respect you but like again why is this so top of mind for him i just can't imagine like thinking about your relationship with your child like she respects me so much and i appreciate her for that like it's weird <laughs> it's weird to me and then cody like as they're about to walk in he's like you know i have a confession to make um i actually got my ear pierced when i was a sophomore in high school Janelle says that she actually knew about that. She's like, yeah, Cody always wanted to be the rock star, like the big guy in the small town, which is like so embarrassing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And Mary goes, you know, I remember he told me that, but I feel like maybe it was a dare. And so Cody tells the actual story, which is that he was like, imagine this, Cody, with um, what I'm thinking is probably an older sister and her friend, they're probably wanting to just go to the mall to look at like George Michael posters, but then they got to bring Cody along with them. And so they're at the jewelry store and Cody's like, hey. Sister, uh, dare me to get my ears pierced? And she didn't say anything. And so he just did it anyway. And then he was like, you know, and then after I was like, uh, you told me to do it. <laughs> Does that not sound like the most annoying little brother shit you've ever heard? <laughs> like, go away. Go home, Roger. So he says he got the ear piercing on Saturday. He hit it all Sunday. Rocked it to school on Monday. I made my mom cry. You know, I really had a heyday cool nerd it sounds like he decided to get an earring probably told everybody he probably made such a big deal out of like hiding it that sunday i bet he did like wearing a like a god knows what that's probably why his hair so long today popped a wig on but then i bet he went to school on monday nobody cared at all (laughs) and that's why it was out by monday night And this is a memory that this man has carried now into his 50s as though it was like one of the greatest moments of his life. So the end of the episode is Christine coming over to Janelle's apartment again to, to like, she got like a little Christmas tree from Walmart or whatever. So they're putting it up and Christine's talking about how much closer she and Janelle got after leaving Flags or after, after moving to Flagstaff and how like supportive they've both been to each other. It's like you're setting this all up to say like y'all are super tight. You're, you talk all the time. So clearly Christine knows all of the shit that Janelle's about to say, but I appreciate them for reenacting it for us. I really do. So Christine's like, you know, I know things are tough now, but like they can't stay that way, can they? And Janelle's like, I have no idea. So I'm just taking it day by day. And where I'm at is just like, I just can't get past the like, I need respect stuff that Cody's doing. So Janelle says that her favorite thing about Cody was how good of a dad he was. But then COVID happened, the relationships with the boys and Cody broke down. And when that happened, old stuff from their past started coming back up. And now she's stuck in the middle because the boys feel like there's a clear preference on how much time and effort is being put towards certain homes with Cody. And they see it. So Cody says, you know, I always want to have my relation a relationship with my kids, but as they get older, things go both ways. So, you know, like with COVID things shifted and I made it perfectly clear that like, I don't need these boys to apologize. We just need to communicate and talk and clear the air of all the rumors. Have you called them, Cody? No, you have not. It is like confounding to me that Robin 
can watch how Cody treats her kids and not even want to pick up the phone to figure something out with his other kids. How do you respect that? Why do you, how are you not like afraid that what if one of my kids messes up and then he, he treats them the same way he's treating Goofus and Gallant? You know, I would be concerned. Even Mary cleared her mind to say, I just look at Cody and I think, come on, can't you just have a little bit of com- compassion? Do you need to draw such a hard line? Great question, Mary. Thank you. And good night. Janelle tells Christine, I'm really just not optimistic. And Christine's like, gosh, everything's just so separate now. And I, I think the kids are just tired of pretending like everything's okay. So Janelle says, listen, like no one person is at fault. This is not like a one-sided blame game thing. But like this stuff probably just stems from back when we were trying to blend the family in the beginning. So Janelle says it's hard work to blend a family, but we're a plural family. So that made it that much harder. But my children remember a lot of hurt. And I know that they tried hard to integrate everyone, but maybe there were always cracks, but now it's all blown apart. So here's what fucks me up. Cause Robin goes, you know, when a, a new wife joins the family, you go through the process of adjusting. And there were some people who were welcoming. And then there were a lot that weren't. When you say a lot, are you including children in this? Because it feels like Robin is like including what would have been at the time minor children as like having isolated her and her other kids. It's weird. And if you ever listen to Robin talk about a person who was on the show that passed away or just any sort of description of like that person, you will hear everybody in a confessional talk about how this person's character, their personality, what they were like, whatever. Listen to what Robin says. It's always through the lens of how this person treated me. They were so nice to me. They were so welcoming when I came into the family. It's, do you even know, like, you could never say that, like, they were funny. They were bright. We had this moment. No, they were nice to me. And so I've just got these warm fuzzies about them. And then Christine tells us that McKelty has been talking a lot with Robin and her kids. And we saw that last season that they have like, McKelty and, and Tony have maintained a relationship. Basically the only ones, the only adult kids that have a relationship with Cody and Robin. And that mckelty has been talking to the kids. She's been talking to Robin and that they've been expressing a lot of frustration over how they felt when the family was blended. And it's all, unfortunately, a lot more messy than she thought, which is really sad and also very confusing because did not, didn't McKelty live with them for a while and was like their nanny as like a teenager? So, okay, but I guess we didn't integrate. You got free child labor, but I guess that wasn't good enough for you. So Christine and Janelle get the tree up and Janelle's like... <laughs> I love when Janelle gets really nerdy. She's like, you know, it's got those built-in lights and just amazing how technology is. (laughs) And then they start talking about how, like, they used to do different things when Cody wasn't there. Like, how their house was run when he's there versus when they weren't, right? And even, they, why do they ask Robin? I don't know. She's like, oh, you know, when Cody's not there, we, we go to sleep a lot later. And it's like, when? When is he not there? That time he went to that wedding and, like, did the jig all over everybody? Great. That one time in the last four years. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So then Christine's like, 
Janelle, I don't know if this is too personal, but are you and Cody good? Like, y'all just had that conversation about how she doesn't know how things are going to go. So, you know the answer to this, babe. But Janelle says, no, honestly, we're not good. And I think when the kids moved out, it was kind of like, how do we do this with just the two of us? And like, do we even keep working for this? Because he just seems so set about the kids respecting him. But frankly, they're really confused. So Janelle says in a confessional, I'm not going to push toward a relationship post-children leaving when there's not a whole lot in common with Cody. I don't even know who this guy is anymore. I just don't even see that that's worth the work. (laughs) She ate that. (laughs) What's the fucking point? Okay, you're not even going to be a good daddy to me. I don't want you. Pass. Christine tells her, you know, even when times were tough with our family... We were all still able to get together, and Janelle's like, yeah, but now they, Casa Robin, are over there beating the drum about no longer sweeping things under the rug. So Janelle clocked it. I didn't even thought about that. She's like, you know, they had all these COVID rules, but now that Robin and everybody at that house got COVID, there's a new excuse that we can't all get together until we figure things out. It's an excuse to keep everybody apart. Ooh. So Janelle's like, you know, there are a lot of moving pieces. Cody's getting angrier and angry about the kids needing to respect him. Christine's like, ugh, really? Like, it's getting harder for you? (laughs) She, like, physically leaves her body and it's like, ugh. (laughs) So Janelle's like, listen, we're we're not walking away right now. But, like, I just don't know what to do. And in a confessional, she's like, it's just interesting because there are a lot of unsettledness in my life. But with Christine and my children... It just all seems to be, like, very normal and stable and how it always was. So it feels like most of her life is pretty chill. And then over there in the corner, it's just, like, hell. And and Mary. So. Janelle says that with Cody being at odds with her and the kids, it just gave her a lot of time to think about what she needed in her relationship from Cody. And she's like, listen, we weren't in that good of a place going into this situation, and I have no idea where we're going moving forward. Based on that preview, for next week, sounds like they're moving forward with a divorce. And I cannot wait to see that man slam that door and proceed till the cameras shut it down. I can't wait. Mm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back next week.